Welcome to today's program. My friend, my name is Rick Renner, and I've been sitting in this chair waiting for this moment to get here so we could spend time together in the Word of God. And today, I'm going to begin a brand new series. But first, I want to tell you that if you need prayer, we're waiting for our phone to ring right now. We are people of prayer, and we love to pray with anyone who reaches out to us. And if you'll just call us or send us an email, we'll get into agreement with you and with Jeremiah 33.3, which says, Call unto me, I'll hear you, I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things. And with you, we will pray in faith. Jesus will hear us. Jesus will act. He'll do something spectacular in your life. But if we know how to pray for you, we can get really specific in our praying. So please call us or send us your email. And today, I'm beginning a brand new series, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. It's 10 parts, and it comes in multiple formats. I learned years ago that when you launch out to fulfill the dream that God put in your heart, the devil doesn't get very excited about it. In fact, he wants to stop you. He knows that if you really do what you were brought into this world to do, lives will be changed. And when he sees you heading in the direction of obeying God, it's like a red alert to the devil. And he begins to throw up obstacles to try to stop you along the way. And I call these obstacles dream thieves. But you can push through them and you can do anything that God has asked you to do. It will release his power in your life and it will touch those that are around you. Anyway, this series is really, really powerful, and this is what we're beginning today. And by the way, this comes with a study guide, and it also comes with a book by the same title. And today we're going to begin this series with me reading to you from the first page of the introduction. Listen to this. When I first wrote this book, it was 1992. Wow, it's been so long ago. And the Soviet Union had just collapsed. Now, what is amazing to me is many times when I mentioned the Soviet Union in this program, people don't even know what the Soviet Union was. History has changed so quickly that the younger generation doesn't even know what the USSR was. But my wife and my family and our sons had obeyed the call of God and moved to the crumbling USSR to begin our ministry to this region of the world. And since that time, many years have come and gone, and God has mightily blessed our lives and our ministry. But my family and I are here because God spoke to our hearts and gave us a dream about doing a work for Him in this region of the world at that critical time in human history. When God first began to speak to Denise and me about expanding our ministry into this broken land, which was dominated for so many years by communism, we had questions about many important issues. We wondered about our safety. We really did. Just imagine moving your family into the USSR. And when we moved here, it was still the USSR. And we had questions about our safety. We had questions about finances. How would we get money so we could live? We had questions about how to conduct our ministry simultaneously on two continents. And if we had listened to the naysayers, and let me tell you that when you step out to obey God, there are always naysayers. 
And if we'd listen to the naysayers, we wouldn't be fulfilling God's purposes on our lives today. But with the help of God, those fears, those questions and doubts were pushed aside and Denise and I began to pursue the ever unfolding dream that God had placed in our hearts. And I say all of this to let you know that this teaching which you're about to receive in these programs is not born out of a mental exercise or a theoretical examination of scripture. This teaching is born out of the challenges my family and I faced with our own dream thieves and out of our own deep desire to fulfill God's will in spite of all of the obstacles. I want you to understand you're about to hear a teaching that comes right out of our lives and it's going to be powerful and I want you to do everything you can to be with me for these 10 programs because it's really going to be life transforming. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Hey, welcome back to the program. I want you to reach for your Bible and go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, because in just a moment, we're going to be going there. But we always use the Bible in this program. So reach for a pen, reach for a piece of paper, reach for your Bible, and go ahead and open to Ephesians chapter 1. But I want to read to you just something from chapter 1 of this book. Many people start out with a dream, a vision, a calling from the Lord, and they really burn with it. They're so excited. But the longer it takes for that dream to come to pass, they begin to release it, letting it slip out of their hearts and pass into oblivion. My friends, don't let that happen to you. Nothing is more tragic then a person would let go of his dream, the very purpose for which he was born into the world. Remember that you were born to be remarkable. Say amen. Say, I was born to be remarkable. In fact, you are so remarkable. No one else in the world is just like you. Your genetic makeup belongs only to you. Your fingerprints are unlike any others in the entire world. Your blood type, your chemistry, your eye color, all of these are so unique and so special, there isn't any other human being on the face of the planet exactly like you, which means you are one of a kind. And in the very same way, God has given you a dream, He's given you a vision, He's given you a word that is also very unique just to you, only you can fulfill it. God has a special plan for you that is for you alone and no one else. In fact, you're so special and so unique that God has had his hand on your life even before the foundation of the world. And this is what we see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. Listen to this phenomenal verse. It says, according as he has chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world. This verse says we've been chosen. Oh, we're going to figure out what that means in just a moment. And we were chosen before the foundation of the world, which means God has been waiting for us for a long, long time. But what does it mean when the Bible says we're chosen? Well, it's the Greek word ek legomai. It's a compound of two words. The word ek means out. 
The word legomai is from lego, which means I say. But when you compound the two words together, this word which here is translated chosen in the King James Version means to call out, to choose, to elect, to summon forth. It was used to refer to individuals who were selected for a special purpose. It was the very word used to describe men that were selected for military service. They were called out and they were put on a special assignment. It conveys the idea of the privilege and honor of being chosen. It is so connected to the idea of privilege that those being selected should look upon themselves as honored, esteemed, and respected. So rather than badger yourself and say you're not worth anything, you need to say, I've been chosen. I was personally chosen. He selected me. He summoned me forth. I am such a privileged individual. You need to esteem who you are because God esteems you. He called you. He chose you. He selected you, my friends. That's who you are. And look when he did it. He did it before the foundation of the world. The word before is the Greek word pro. It means long in advance of and according to this verse, long in advance before the foundation of the world was ever put in place, God already knew you. He had his eye on you and he'd already selected you, which means you're not an afterthought. He did all of this before the foundation of the world. The word foundation is a form of the Greek word kataboles. Here, in fact, it is the word katabole, but it's a compound of two words, the preposition kata which means down, and the word bala, which means to throw or to hurl something. But when you compound these two words together, it means God chose you long before or advance of when the first layers of the universe were hurled into place by God's spoken word. That's how long God has been waiting for you to show up. And my friends, you're not an afterthought. You are not an accident. God chose you before the universe was ever created and he's been waiting for your arrival and he has a special plan that really is designed just for you. Say amen. But many of us already know the course God wants us to take in our lives, but we haven't learned to navigate the hindering, dream-destroying forces that attack our minds, our wills, and our emotions, so we retreat from what God has revealed to us and simply watch life pass by. Meanwhile, we can't stop wondering what would have happened if we had really stepped out and done what God asked us to do. And the reason people don't do it is because taking the big leap of faith can seem very scary, at least in the beginning, God wants you to see what he can do in your life, my friend. But when you begin to lift up your foot and step forward to obey the Lord, every part of your soul will scream out and will say, what if you're making a mistake? What if this doesn't work? What will you do then? What will people say? You will have gotten yourself into a mess. That's just what the soul says. Many people try to ignore or even deny the existence of these kinds of questions, but such questions are natural when a person is thinking about doing something new in his or her life. Instead of hiding from the questions, instead of hiding from them or denying what you're thinking about, 
You need to answer the questions. Prayerfully seek God's wisdom at you look at, as you look at every question, as you face every fear, as you examine every doubt. Do it with total honesty and don't stop seeking God until you've heard from Him and then make a decision about what you're going to do. And you have to remember that in Luke 14, verses 28 through 30, even Jesus taught, For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost. It's normal for you to count the cost, whether he has sufficient funds to finish it. Lest happily, after he's laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. You need to count the cost. Yes, you need to say yes, but you need to know what you're entering into. And my friends, I want to tell you the easiest thing you'll ever do is to start a project. But starting and finishing are two different things. And many people begin with a bang, but they end with a fizzle. And you don't want that to be you. So you need to look at the questions. You need to answer every fear. You need to examine every doubt and then get your answers from the Lord. And if you know he's calling you to launch out to do something, do it, but do it with full knowledge of what you're doing, understanding the challenges that are in front of you. But many back away from God's call and plan for their lives after considering all the possible obstacles they may face along the way. And the truth is your new course of direction will be challenged. Your new career will be assaulted. That new concept for your business, your ministry, or your family may cause you to encounter difficulties you never experienced before. So rather than moving into this new period blindfolded and ignorant, look at it from the beginning to the end. Think about it from the beginning all the way to the conclusion and count the cost as Jesus commanded us to do. I can think of so many times in my life when the Lord has told me to do something, I was willing to do it, but I didn't want to go into it blindfolded and ignorant. I needed to really understand what is it exactly that he's asking me to do? What are the possible obstacles that I'm going to face along the way? I'm thinking about a recent event when the Lord told me to purchase, that is our ministry, the largest Russian-speaking satellite Christian network in the world. Let me, let me ask you, if God asked you to do that, don't you think you would examine the cost first? What's it going to cost to do this? What's it going to cost to purchase this? What are we going to have to invest to renovate this? How are we going to do this? What are the obstacles? What are the problems? What are the challenges? I was willing to say yes, but I wanted to enter into it with my eyes wide open. And that's all right. You know, many years ago when Denise and I were serving as pastors in a very small church in the city of Arkansas, God spoke to me and he said, Rick, it's time for you to step into the next phase of your life. And the next phase of my life was to begin a national teaching ministry in the United States. And I naturally wondered, how am I going to do that? I've been pastoring a small church in Arkansas. I've been out of the mainstream. I have no contacts beyond our little church. People don't know me. I don't know others. How are doors going to open for me to begin my teaching ministry? I examined it. I really thought about it. But after examining all the challenges, all the hurdles we were going to have to get through, I knew this really is what the Lord was asking me to do. So we did it, but we did it with full knowledge that this was going to require faith and there might be some obstacles to overcome. Then after that, the Lord told me to begin writing books. Wow, 
writing books. I was an unknown author. What would be the chances that my books would be blessed? So I looked at it realistically. I didn't just go into it blindfolded. I really looked at it, but I knew that I had a word from the Lord. And once I understood what I was facing, even though I saw obstacles in front of me, I knew God had spoken to me. So we launched out, but we did it with full knowledge of what we were doing. And then when God told me to move my precious family to the former Soviet Union, there were so many things for us to think about. Again, the naysayers were saying, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get over there. That part of the world is going to fall into turmoil. You're going to be caught in the middle of a big mess. How are you going to get money? How are you going to support your ministry? And do you know what? All of those were really good questions. And I looked at every one of those questions. And at the end of the day, I had to say, you know what? It's all right, because I know this is what God has called me to do. And sometimes it's healthy for you to count the cost. In fact, Jesus commanded us to do that. Then you've got to set your heart on the assignment that God has given you without budging, without hesitating, without flinching, without doubting. And once you truly know God's will for you, then you've got to begin the process of fulfilling it. Now, when you come to Hebrews chapter 10, Verse 23, there's a really powerful verse which says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. He really is. But the first part of the verse talks about what we have to do. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Those words, hold fast, are translation of the Greek word cat echo. The word kata carries the idea of something that comes downward. The second part of the word is the word echo. We'll get to that in just a moment. But the first part of the word, the preposition kata, you could say this word conveys the idea of something that comes down so hard and heavy that it's overpowering, it's dominating, and it's even subjugating. When this extremely strong force arrives on the scene, it conquers, it subdues, it immediately begins to demonstrate its overwhelming influencing power. But the second part of the word is echo, which means I have, I hold, I possess. It's the picture of a man who's finally found what he wants. He wraps his arms around it. He says, Eureka, this is mine. This is what I've been waiting for. But when you compound kata and echo together, they form the Greek word katecho, which here is translated hold fast. And it means to embrace it means to embrace something tightly. And because of the word kata, this preposition, we know it's the image of someone who finds the object of his dreams and holds it down even to the point of sitting on it to dominate it, lest it should try to get away from him. And this very word katecho is also used in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, where it describes wicked men who hold down or suppress the truth in unrighteousness, the same word cat echo, because they don't want righteousness to get out and positively affect people. They say, sit on that, suppress that, don't let that out, do everything you can to restrain that. But in a positive sense, now we find 
in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, that when a dream comes into your heart, your dream has a way of getting away from you. The dream thieves of life will come to try to talk you out of it. So Kata, you've got to sit on it. Echo, you've got to wrap your arms around it. You've got to say, this is mine. I'm not letting loose. If I have to, I'm going to sit on top of this dream. I'm not going to let anybody pull it out from underneath me. This is mine. Eureka, I found what God wants me to do with my life. You've got to hold fast the profession of your faith. And if you don't hold it fast, my friends, the devil and the obstacles of life will have a way of pulling it out of your embrace. And you're going to see in the next program, there are four primary dream thieves that come to try to take that dream or that word from God out of your hand. Dream number one, time. Time has a way of working away on us until we say, you know what, it's not going to happen. If it would have happened, surely it would have happened by now. And little by little, you begin to release your grip and you lose the dream. Dream thief number two, Satan himself, who comes and begins to conspire against you, telling you to give up. Dream thief number three, the voice of your friends who know you very well, They've seen you make mistakes before. They're afraid you're making another mistake. So out of their concern for you, they try to talk you out of what you're about to do. And if you make it past time, if you make it past Satan, if you make it past your friends, then you got to deal with your family who knows you better than anybody else. And they love you and they don't want you to make a mistake. And they may say, what are you doing? Are you serious? Do you really believe that you can do this? And sometimes the biggest dream thief you'll ever face is your family who really are sincerely concerned about you, but you've got to get beyond them. These are four real dream thieves, and this is where we're going to pick up in the next program. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I am going to pray for you. Many people start out with a God-given dream and a passion to see that word from the Lord fulfilled in their lives. But the longer it takes for the dream to come to pass, the less their hearts burn for it until sadly they release God's dream for their lives altogether, letting it slip out of their hearts and hands and into oblivion. You need to know as you pursue your dream that you'll encounter dream thieves that will try to steal the dream from your heart. And in this 10-part series, Dream Thieves, Rick Brenner will show you how to identify these dream thieves and how to overcome each of them. In this series, you'll learn how to hold fast to the dream God put in your heart, how to identify dream thieves that come to steal your dream, how to come into divine alignment with God's plan for your life, how to take steps to fulfill your dream. This practical and helpful 10-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we're also offering you the 254-page book, Dream Thieves, for $15. As you read this book, God's purpose for your life will be so stirred up in you that you'll put questions and fears aside and begin to aggressively pursue what God has been telling you to do. Don't miss these exciting offers, this series, Dream Thieves, and the updated book, Dream Thieves. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Think you know the Christmas story? A babe in a manger, three wise men, and a few lowly shepherds. But did you know that's just part of the story? In Rick Renner's timeless new book, Christmas, The Rest of the Story, Rick uncovers the stunning details of the nativity story you've never heard. Like how many wise men there could have been, 
how far they would have traveled and why Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of a new king. When I was growing up, I heard the same Christmas story year after year, and I loved it. But when I got older, I found treasures in the Christmas story that no one had shared with me. That's what is in this book, and I wrote it to share with you and for you to share with those whom you love. When you call or go online right now to pre-order this book for just $35, you'll receive the timeless story of Christmas, now beautifully told in this landmark Christmas keepsake. Through its detailed watercolor illustration, Christmas, the rest of the story, invites families to explore the true meaning of Christmas as they interact with the story across the stunning hand-drawn pages. Bound in a hardcover, large-format book, you'll create a family tradition that will last for generations. Great as a gift or for enhancing your own traditions, pre-order the book today, Christmas, the rest of the story, for just $35. Call now or go to renner.org to order. Don't miss this special Christmas offer. This is Rick Renner and my friends right now, we're in the very middle of our ministry expansion project. It's three phases. Phase one was building the new studio in Moscow. You helped us do that. Thank you. Phase two was finishing the interior of the studio. You helped us do that. Thank you. Now we're in phase three, which is retiring the debt on the ministry headquarters in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our ministry has never had debt. The reason we've been able to do what we've done is because we've never had to service debt. When we built our building in Riga, we did it cash. When we built the building in Moscow, it is amazing that we were able to do it with cash. And now we want to retire the debt on the Tulsa headquarters building so we can liberate all that money to really take the teaching of the Bible around the world. You know, it's never about buildings. It's about having an anchor where the Word of God can go forth. And in that Tulsa facility, we're taking calls from people who are literally calling us from all over the world. And from that facility, we're producing TV programs, social media, we're fulfilling orders for books and giving away thousands and thousands of different resources to people who are reaching out to us because they believe that we provide teaching they can trust. And it's very important that we retire that debt as quick as possible because it will liberate funds for the preaching of the word to the ends of the earth. And that is what we're called to do. And today I want to ask you to please continue to be a part of our giving team so we can retire the debt on the Tulsa building and then we'll be finished with the ministry expansion project. Thank you for your prayers and thank you for becoming a part of the giving team. We have covered a lot of material in this first program. I can hardly wait to get back tomorrow, but please reach out to us and let us know how to pray for you. We're waiting for the phone to ring. We're waiting for your email to show up in our inbox. And if you feel like you're dealing with the dream thieves of life, well, here's my invitation. Call us and we'll pray with you and we'll resist the enemy with you so you can step into what it is that God wants you to be doing with your life. Say amen. But we're offering you the series, which is called Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. You're going to face obstacles. You need to face them. You need to answer how you're going to deal with them. You need to grab hold of the power of God and push through. You really can overcome 
every hurdle and every obstacle, the dream thieves. And by the way, this comes with a great study guide. Everything in this series is also in the study guide. And we're offering you right now my book. By the same title today, I've been reading some from it, Dream Thieves, Overcoming Obstacles to Fulfill Your Dreams. And we've seen today that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, it says you were chosen before the foundation of the world. You're not an afterthought. You're not an accident. You have been selected. You have been elected. You've been summoned forth by God onto this planet. He called you even before the foundation of the world because he has a special plan just for you. You are remarkable, my friend. You're one of a kind and you're the only one that can fulfill the plan that God's made for you. So say, yes, I'm going to do it. Hey, we're out of time, but I'll see you tomorrow. But remember, Ecclesiastes 8.4, it says, where the word of a king is, there's power. Thank you for watching this broadcast. For more information on product resources or to learn how you can partner with this ministry, please connect with us at renner.org. Also, please be sure to visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.